the record button has been pressed, so it is time for going somewhere. Joel's finding the flow, like real philosophical sort of discussions. You know when people get high, <laughs> it's pure Joel. Don't count your fans before they hit. I think I'm open I mean, your I'm in my mind head. with I think I'm gonna hit. Finding the flow with Joel Franklin. Today's guest is my friend Justin. Um we go way back. So I hope you enjoy. He knows more about me than most. Going somewhere. Joel's finding the flow. Like real. Th- all right, all right, all right. Well, I can't talk very loud right now. I think I got Dan beat. Um, it is four seventeen in the morning. This is another aspect of my job. Um, it is Sunday morning, and um, I got called in at about 3 o'clock. Now, um, because the milkers weren't working, um, we got people coming on the way, but it's uh, really stressful now because it's going to take an hour for the for the repair guys to come. But um, um, it's the worst time to get me out of bed because there is no going back to sleep now because I have to be basically back to work at about five. So I'm trying to take full advantage, um, as I can right now because I got a little time here and there's no fucking going back to sleep. So I got to be as quiet as possible. This is the, um, the whispering, finding the flow. So, how y'all doing out there? Good? Good. Um, so, I was planning on possibly doing this recording with the iPhone, but uh, I think I'm going to be too busy today to, to get this done. I was going to do a field recording. Um, but speaking of iPhones, that's, that's my first subject I wanted to talk about. I... Uh, there is a point where where my phone wasn't being recognized by iTunes or or something like that, but it basically it wouldn't work with iTunes and it had to recover. And so, um, in order to recover, it was uh, basically forcing me to update to the to the uh, next iOS, and I didn't want to do that um, because I was happy with my current iOS and I. Um, and also it requires a one gig download, which seems to be practically impossible to do at my farm because, um, we have a, uh, 250 megabyte limit every day. I mean, it's, I guess that you could say it's kind of nice cause it's, it's every day and it, it refills every day, but, um, it's really shitty, uh, cause that runs out so fast. And so, um, there is a time between two and seven in the morning in which I can, um, download unlimited, but, I mean, who's gonna fucking get up at two in the morning and do that, and so, so, um, I, I 
but I, I do get up early to do the work. So I don't know how many times I've tried to start the goddamn download. It gets about halfway through and then crashes. And I did that about a million times. And every time it crashes and every time I end up wasting all my time d downloading time on this fucking iPhone and uh, it didn't work anyways. And it still hasn't worked. Um, then finally, um, what I did was I got some alternative version of iTunes. It was, uh, called, I think, Sync iOS, iOS, and it worked wonderfully. I could actually take things off how I'd like. I can't, uh, man, iTunes is so fucking annoying to me. Um, the way that it organizes music and, and other things, like, I don't, I don't know. It's just counterintuitive to the way that I'm like, basically what I want is, um, what I have with everything else besides Apple products, at least through a PC. I don't know if it's different through a Mac, but I just want to be able to open my files on my, th on my, uh, my player. And just, just browse through the files. Put in a folder, take out a folder, whatever. And you can't do that. Uh, I think iTunes is probably trying to preserve, like, the, I don't know, like, the music you buy on iTunes or something like that. They don't want you do copying and giving it to other people. But, uh, I mean, there is ways to do that anyways. And um, even even with the, the way that uh, iTunes makes you have to work around it. But it's just, it's just annoying as hell the way that they 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 organize the thing even just for general stuff i had to figure out how to you know um just basically take like something i downloaded from uh from from soundcloud i download uh every once in a while um it's especially in the beginning i downloaded scott's episodes and i would tr i would try to just get that onto my iPhone and how hard it was. I had to look under genre of podcasts. I had to look under artist Scott and for some reason they still wouldn't work. So um, unless the person really puts like the the details of their file on their music file before they you know we put it on iTunes and it's really hard to get to it. So I found out that you could go to recently play or recently added and then drag it into the thing but the it was hard to get to that point and uh, it's just it's just annoying i i hate i i really don't care for itunes um maybe it's it's uh maybe it's just because i'm not used to it but um i don't know i just i just feel like things could be a lot easier and speaking of things being a lot easier i um i don't know like there's some part of me that kind of feels like this whole sort of like this whole medium of podcasting um like some people trying to kind of make rules you know like maybe the hour rule or or splitting up the podcast or or um uh like like there's a certain limit i, I don't know like like any sort of limits or or rules for podcasts right now i feel like are are a little too premature. I think this is still kind of being figured out. And I think having a podcast on SoundCloud Cloud is not that big of a deal. Um, at least from a PC perspective and possibly from a new podcast listener perspective because um, listen to these two, two statements, okay? Someone asks, um, or you say, all right, I got a podcast to someone that doesn't know anything about podcasts. And then you say, all right, I got a link I'll give you the link 
It'll take you to a page. You can play it on the page, or you could just um, download it and play it later. Okay, um, that sounds very good to me. I, I don't know if I were new to it. I don't, I don't. I think I would be able to handle that really easily. It's like very same similar to going to YouTube, except it's audio. Um, and you can download, which is something you can't do on YouTube. I mean, maybe you can in some ways, but but um, like roundabout ways. But uh, now the same scenario, and you say, um, actually, you should uh, you should subscribe to an RSS feed or to, um, uh, to uh, or subscribe on iTunes to to your uh, podcast, and you'll download it automatically, and then you'll you'll find it on your phone when you sync up. Now, I don't know. To me, like that just sounds just a hair more complicated. I'm not saying it's that much more complicated, but it sounds a hair more complicated. In the end, it might be more convenient that they come to you um, uh, automatically, you know. But um, I personally, uh, especially on, on a small level, I don't, I don't really care about uh, personally clicking on a link and and clicking a download. I, I don't, I don't know. And then, and also anything besides iTunes, it's really easy to take something you downloaded and put it onto your music player. Um, unless that's not the way you like to play it. I, I don't know. I mean, I get it that an RSS feed is handy. Um, but it's like, it's, it's not some, I don't know. I can just, I can just see, um, Dan being, uh, kind of like, like, just like huffing about the fact that, um, now, don't get me wrong, a big file, I, I, I will, I mean, I understand having a big file. I, I will bring down a big file size down. I, I, I understand that aspect. I mean, a big file size is just a pain in the butt no matter what, especially if there's no real loss of quality and I, I'll, I'll try to put it on a mono file and whatnot. But I mean, the, the whole, whole thing about, you know, basically I think I've, I get a pretty good deal to have unlimited downloading or uploading to this thing. And, um, so even if I were to bring, I, I like the freedom to be able to have like two hour uploads, you know, and have four, two hour, five, two hour uploads in a month. And I'm sure that even if I brought down the quality pretty low, um, it'd still be hard to make, you know, have that ability with, with, um, I don't know, nine pounds a month. (laughs) I don't know. So, so anyways, I, I just personally think, oh, and the other thing, um, is that actually, I think it's kind of now it's, maybe it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not cool anymore to post that you have a new podcast on the, on our little Facebook thing. But I mean, I don't know how many times we've kind of, um, made it clear to us ourselves that we are only playing, really playing these podcasts to each other. And so, um, even if, I mean, you could add people to our little, you know, you could make new podcast lists, but I think that, or Facebook list, but I think those Facebook groups are perfect little, a little avenue to tell people that you have your new podcast. Even if you do have an RSS feed, I don't care. I mean, it's nice to know, especially with the the Facebook check, because it, it you know, especially in, um, on phones, you can have push notifications. And I like to know um, when it comes out, so so I can go to the RSS feed, um, or turn on iTunes or whatever, 
you know. So, I mean, really, a lot of times I've missed when Dan's uh, podcast starts because uh, I don't even know when it's when it's come. I mean, if you, even if you have an RSS feed, you know, it might not, you know, automatically be there depending on your settings, depending on what you do. I don't know. So, so either way, I I like. I still like posting a link to that to that uh group. I think it's I think it's a very um very uh easy way to just you know, to have everyone know that the podcast is out and then SoundCloud seems to be relatively easy. It just sounds like the thing that it was I don't know. I just I guess I guess I'm just a little bit like feeling like it doesn't necessarily have to be an RSS feed to be a podcast. Or to be what podcasts are properly for. I don't. I don't understand the argument that that SoundCloud's not made for podcasts. I just think it's like uh, it seems to do everything you need. It seems to give audio, and it seems to have the ability to have a long audio. Um, so maybe Dan can enlighten me uh, more. Um, anyways, so um, I guess. I guess I don't want to go too much farther because I had a nice conversation with Justin. Justin is my friend um, from uh, a long time ago. He um, he he and I go back to well, I mean he he goes back you know to when I moved to to Fillmore in eighth grade, but um, we didn't really become friends till maybe I was in tenth grade. So so you know. I've known him till, since I was probably 16, 17. And, uh, yeah, so so we've had our moments, um, uh, you know, good and bad. Uh, I, 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 it's funny thinking about it. Like, like um, I sometimes forget the history, and it was funny, like some points where we went through the history of, of some of the things we did um, in the interview. Um, but it was it's fun, and it was under Skype this time. Uh, Skype through my phone. I didn't. I didn't realize that I could do Skype through the phone. I don't. I don't know. It, I guess after when when I thought about it, I was like, oh yeah, I guess you can. I mean, there's no no reason why you shouldn't be able to. It's just it's just kind of weird. But I guess you know data rates apply, and so I'm sure sure I got a shitload of data due to the to to the about an hour I spent. But either way, it was a really nice connection. I guess maybe that's what you guys were going for, but the quality, sound quality, is a lot better than a phone line, and so um, I'll have to be doing this again if if people have the option because it. I mean, I could hear Justin better than I could hear myself, so that was pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, without further ado, I hope you enjoy the interview with my friend Justin Keeler.
Justin? Hey. Can you hear me okay? Yep. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you pretty good. Here, um, talk talk a little bit. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Should I just say voice check? No, what what'd you say? Should I just say voice check? Yeah, check, check. check, check. No, you, you could say anything you want. <laughs> it, was just, <laughs> it was just happened to be funny. All right. Well, um... I guess you know we're starting. So, so, uh, um, Justin, you're my old friend from back. Uh, you're one of the guys that haven't haven't left where I went to high school. <laughs> when you say it like that, it sounds kind of bad. No, I I didn't mean to make it sound like that. But but um, I mean I I think it's kind of a good thing. I kind of stayed relatively close, you know. Um, so I mean, like like, with that being the fact, like, were there a lot of um. Like what? What? How many people actually did stick around? Like, what sort of things did you kind of keep up with because you were still there? Not really anything. Um, there's a few people like Beth Cronk. She's married to Nate Tucker. Like yeah, people yeah. like that. Around. I still hang around with them a little bit, but most of the people that stick around, I don't know. I just don't have. I haven't kept up with them. Yeah. So, so really, it ends up being that. Is that? Do you think that's more like modern life? Like you kind of live in a bubble. I. I don't know. Maybe maybe <laughs> it's just minus the school school social like like sometimes you had to see people because you went to school with them. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not the kind of person that really um, reaches out. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I hear you. I'm actually. This is kind of cool. We're we're on Skype right now, and actually, the the quality sounds really good. Yeah. Um I I yeah. am hearing myself every once in a while over there. I I don't I don't know if that's going to keep happening. Yeah, I I don't hear any feedback or anything, but is this going to eat up your your data? Um I don't I don't really know uh how bad it is. Have you ever done it on a cell phone? No. Yeah. Um well, I got about like 3 days left for my refill and there's like a gig or more than a gig left. I don't oh, know. Oh, then you're good. I'm you're good? good. All right. Yeah, yeah. I probably wouldn't do any more than a hundred me- or like a meg a minute, right? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, Zach and I have been playing League of Legends and talking over Skype, oh, okay. and he's tethering his phone to his computer. And what what game are you playing? League of Legends. Okay. The the listeners to this podcast love video games. So legal is that a, a computer game? It's yeah, it's a computer game. It's uh, Dota. Dota. Um, I don't know. It, yeah. It's, Dota started like on, uh, I think it was Warcraft three. What's just that? Like a, it's just um, a custom made map. Oh. You have a hero that you control, and you're killing creeps trying to take over the enemy team's base. I see. So, so is it actually through World, or I mean Warcraft, or is it through something else? Is it's, it, it's its own it's program. Its own, right it's now. its own game or program. Is, yeah, it's a is, it, game. is it like a main, a big game, like a big time, or is it like like a you know internet made game, like someone made one? Oh no, it's a big game. It's a big time game. There's 
world tournaments and all that kind of stuff. So what's the kind con- like it's like generators and stuff. So it started in Warcraft as one of the things created like a game created on their their custom maps. Mhm. So what so yeah, go into detail a little. Um actually I don't know much of the history. <laughs> no, no, I just never... just how is it played? Oh, how is it played? Um All right, well you got <clears throat> usually got two teams of 5. Okay. And you like got five um, players online. Yeah, five players, five first five online. Yep. Um, you'll have uh, usually three lanes uh, that okay. have. Uh, hang on, maybe I can find something to help me explain it a little bit better. Sure. They have three lanes. Like, yeah, I, I, I've, I've seen enough um, custom maps to know what that means. So yeah, like so, uh, like, um, like just like points of of conflict like you're gonna meet each other in in those lanes yeah and yeah. each lane um each team has little non-player controlled uh like computer controlled characters that are walking towards each other and they yeah. fight and you kill those for money and you kill each other for money and there's towers that you can kill for money and like you you like slowly work your way towards the enemy person's uh base and and you probably you, you, get, their... you must get upgrades all the time yeah like when you, you use your money to buy extra um like items that yeah. boost your like uh okay so so it's basically just a big race to to and if there's three lanes and five players on a side that means that you could have like two versus one in some scenarios yeah there's like a um um what is it a meta like a strategy that the pro players usually like they try to find the most efficient way yeah, to set up their team. Exactly. So yeah, I, I could imagine that because I mean, if if you have that many, I mean, do do you have? Is it kind of like controlled, like Warcraft or or Starcraft or whatever that you can select a bunch of people? You have to like command them to go and attack. It's in the same style, but you only have one person to control. Okay. You have like but say so, like so have I'll, you played I'll, any more? I played some Warcraft. Like I, I no, I played. I I got through the the. You know, I didn't do any online stuff really, but I did most of Warcraft, and I did a little online stuff. So, so what what were you saying? Like, you know how like you get heroes in Warcraft three, and yeah. they have like special spells. You yep. get pretty much one person like that. Okay, and you get to control that guy. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So so I, I'm guessing those are very strategic. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's pretty big now. Like, it's. It's a free to play game, so pretty much anybody can play it. It's pretty easy to get into. Okay, so there <clears> has <throat> there has to be some way they can make money. What what's the way they make money? Well, they're constantly making new characters and you can either pay money for the new characters or um play a lot. Play a lot. Yeah. But there's different skins for all the characters and okay. I think you can only get those by paying money. Yeah, yeah, see. There's there's always those little things and and, and it just it happens when you get you you know hooked on it. And yeah. so that's the the big game just get you hooked. But they're constantly working on it, so Yeah. Yeah, like that the, constantly... the company's putting up time into it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that, I mean it's true. I I'm not saying they shouldn't be paid, but but uh I'm just I'm just think it's it's just funny how they, you know, the the free part that like I I can actually like stop at most of the times, like when it comes to the wall where you have to start paying, you know, and like all these free apps, free, free games and everything. But like, 
there are some that that can hook you and and yeah. and it's like you know I, I don't know it's like it like basically makes it so that it's like okay spend about a month to get this this thing or or spend two bucks and and at first you're just like eh, two bucks you know and then all of a sudden you know you you find that you're like putting you know like 20 bucks into this thing and, and before you know it you're doing more than you can even think yeah, um, there was a game like that that I played. Uh, I can't remember what it was called, but it's you know like, uh, like you build cities online and you attack people's cities that are in your area, and like I put, oh, I'll just put like two bucks in, and I end up putting like twenty bucks, like you're saying. Yeah. But then um, the company that made the game um, hired Chinese people, like I don't know if it's not horrible, but pretty much they just uh, people to play it all the time, and then. Like people in China yeah, play it all the time, and then yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> they band together and they would like destroy you and say like if you want to play you have to um, like they just destroy you so like you have to okay. spend money. Oh, you have to spend... <laughs> That's funny. I, mean, I I heard I heard of South Korean um, you know people like uh, doing that with World of Warcraft, selling their characters and stuff like that. Yeah, actually, yeah, it's big over over there. Yeah, people make actually. A living doing that. Yeah, South Korea is booming. South South Korea is like you know it, that its industry is like growing. I mean, they're basically becoming the next Japan. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, especially with like their cars and their like gadgets and stuff like Sam, that. Samsung is is Korean. Toshiba, I think, is Korean, and uh, um, Kia Motors and. Uh, there's there's even another um, I can't remember what the other Hyundai, Hyundai yeah exactly a lot of people have Hyundai's I mean they're like pretty pretty much the best value for the least amount of money cars almost uh, unanimously now unanimous yeah they're def- they're definitely getting up now yep yeah I mean I, I, Japan Japan's weird they're kind of in a decline. They're, they're uh, you know, they, they, they have, um, what, what do you call it? They, you know, they have, they're not having enough kids to, to, uh, keep their economy going, you know, and the, the old people are getting older and they're going to need to be taken care of. And it's going to be like going to crush their economy because the young people can't afford the old people. Well, I never read that. That's, and, that's interesting. And Japan also is, there's something because I, th- I mean, we were talking about this. And I think it's pretty interesting, but um, they are their sex drive is going down dramatically. That's odd. With with women, they say it's it's like a professional thing. Like, funny enough, even though Japan's a first world country, the women are still treated like women in a third world country. Like it's like you know the man does this and the woman does this, you know. And if a woman has a baby, they're expected socially to stay home with the kids, or else they're you know, and 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 leave their careers, or else they're they're really socially shamed. You know, and so, um, and so so they don't want to have kids because of that, um, and, uh, and and just the fact that I mean, men don't want to either. There's like a lack of sex drive, and they they I I think what it is is that I think Japan is probably one of the most immersed like cultures into the virtual world you know what i mean yeah and i think i think that the fact that japan's in like so immersed in the virtual world they're starting to have less of a 
of a drive to even bother with with the pressures of of looking for sex, you know. <laughs> That's an interesting thing. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I I don't know, but I I I think it's it's weird. I mean, there's something going on that's making them lose their drive. That's that's weird. That's kind of scary. Like a whole society is is like that. It's not just like a few yeah. I mean, outlying like the, individuals. It's look look it up, man. I mean, like fifty percent of Japan's men or something like that after the age of thirty are not even interested in having a relationship or kids or anything. You know they probably they probably have like uh, female robots over there that can take care of all their needs. You know who who would want uh, to bother with some uh, homely looking Japanese girl when they could uh, they could just have like the most beautiful busty whatever they want in a robot form. <laughs> I don't know, or or I That's mean fine. basically in the virtual form. I mean I mean the vir- virtual world is it's very very much. It can draw you in very much, and you don't have to spend that much time out in the real world. And they can, like, fulfill their fantasy with, like, the ideal images on the Internet or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they they talk about um, – uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, one of the things was the Japanese had – like, like I had thought this theory, and then all of a sudden I read, and, and like, it, it put the, the nail in the coffin for me was when um, – they said that the guys to cope with it would play a relationship sim- simulating video game. <laughs> you know. So I I did a search and something came up. Uh, it's on Washington Post. Japan's sexual apathy is endangering the global economy. Exactly. So like... <laughs> it's true. Headline, but... It's true. And, and and look, I mean, while while I, while we talk a little bit, maybe you can scroll down and see the uh, percentages. Like, tell us about it. Oh you. wow. More than a third of childbearing age uh, Japanese have never had sex. Yep. Thirty-nine percent of women and thirty-six percent of men, ages eighteen to thirty-four. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Eighteen to thirty-four, man. That's a huge area of like you know the time when you do have sex. Yeah, like by eighteen, most like I'm guessing like eighty percent of Americans have. Yeah, actually, I I didn't even fall into that category. I was a little late. That's probably a good thing, though. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was a good thing. It's good to be a late bloomer, but it socially sucks, you know, like like you're well, kind yeah. of behind the, the ball all the time. I don't know. But um, anyway, speaking of that, you know, it's kind of interesting. You, you in a, in a sense, had married your uh, high school sweetheart. Yeah, I was just actually thinking about this, talking yeah. to the guys at work. Yeah. Um, I'm 28 years old, and <laughs> how, how, 28. me and Jen have been... What did I say? You're 28, you said? Yeah, 28. Yeah. And Jen and I have been dating or married for 14 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's half your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 28 years old, 14 years. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what, you were 15 or something like that. Yeah. Oh, you, you, you must have been 14. Or... 14, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's crazy. I mean, I, rem- I remember that time. And, and, yeah, you were together for a long time. And, I mean... I don't. I don't know. It's it's not any big deal. But you guys had had a child really young, right? You were you were what twenty? Like I was no. I was like I think it was eighteen when Noah was born. Okay, so yeah, you had a, a daughter, you know, when you were eighteen, and uh, and um, uh, Jen was twenty, I think. She was my age. Yeah, she was twenty. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I mean that that's kind of a classic story, and I I think it's 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 um I don't know. 
I think it all, all depends on on how how you um what your way of life is and I think that it's it's can also be something that makes you grow up really fast cuz I mean since ever since I've had kids I don't necessarily feel I mean I do kind of get sucked into my own little family bubble but yet I don't I feel like I know more than a lot of people now like people that don't have kids now seems kind of slightly immature to me yeah yeah <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about yeah. and it sounds kind of like that kind of sounds kind of kind of or I don't know what the word, right word but but I know what you're talking about yeah it's not it sounds kind of kind of like ignorant to towards like you know some people just can't have kids I mean I kind of get it like like you can get mature in other ways but it's like children force you to be mature you know they like yeah. it's like you better mature or else you know we're going to be hungry sort of that you know like like it's just the most ultimate drive to just like okay i got to suck it up and and uh get my get my act together are you planning on having a kid another kid soon or or have have you really have you ever really planned them out um well jen wants four and I could go for four, but right now I still haven't finished school. <laughs> yeah. I have got, I've got one class to finish, yeah. and I don't. Know, I just I feel like it's a good number, but I'm scared that I'm. I don't. Right now we're at three girls, so I'm scared. I don't. Either way, like if it's a boy, it's gonna be singled out. It's the youngest. It's the only boy out of four kids. And if we have a girl, then we have four, four girls. girls yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I have I have two girls. That I, there's part of me that's kind of I think I'm done, and there's part of me that kind of wants to to give it one more shot. And like 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 three doesn't sound too bad, but it's just like all the work that's going on right now. Uh, I mean, Ada's still she's only you know six months old right now, so so you know it's it's pretty early in the game. But I mean, I just I feel like how could we manage another? Yeah, that's the way we felt. I don't know if it's the same for everybody, but the third, like you're, when you get used to two and then you go to three, it's almost like nothing. <laughs> I, and I, <laughs> I know heard, that sounds kind of weird. I but. heard about that. I, I, cause, cause Sarah and I thought about that and we thought that that'd be, that would make sense because having a toddler is tough. Having a baby is tough, but having a kid like four years old isn't as bad, you know? How old's Sophie? Sophie's two. Two? All right. Yeah. So like having a toddler and a, and a baby is hard, and so we figure once once you have that, then there's basically nothing that gets harder, and so so if we have the third kid, then it's basically just a baby and a toddler again, and so so you know there's not you're just so used to that routine, it would just be kind of like continuing that, and it wouldn't be any harder, and actually you might start even getting some help with the older one. Yeah, definitely. With Noel being nine, yeah, we're getting a lot a lot of help. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I totally get, it's so hard. Like there's, there's part of me that feels like, you know, the, the urge to have kids is such a strong thing. And part of the whole like environmentalist movement, like it's, it's like, like George, um, Carlin said, it's, you know, uh, we're not trying to save the earth. Stop trying to say we're trying to save the earth. We're trying to save people. You know, we're, 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 cause the earth will survive. If we blow all ourselves up, the earth will still be here. The earth is gonna, you know, I mean, as far as we are concerned, we're just a blip on the, on the, on the millions of years that the earth has existed. 
And so, like, you know, we will come and go and, and the earth will have no problem. But, you know, any anything that we're doing in the environment is really a problem for us. <laughs> but do you think we could do irreversible harm to the, to the earth? I don't know. I mean, we might send it in like uh like uh what do you call it? Um exponential like uh global warming thing, carbon or what do you call it? Greenhouse ga- reaction. Well, that would eventually dissipate, I think. But okay. Because I don't know. We might. I mean, I, what what do you think? About damaging like Like what could we do that could possibly damage the earth for millions of years? I just think maybe nuclear war. That's the only thing I could really think of. Yeah. That humans can do. Maybe we could turn ourselves into a gas planet somehow. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, so, I mean, eventually our sun's going to die. So, you know, there, there's always some, something like that. Eventually the center of the earth is going to cool. So the earth is going to be barren. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I mean, if we think in that terms, you know, there is some point where if we think, consider us to survive, we have to leave. Did you say, what do you say? Like, like George Carlin. Yeah. George Carlin said that quote. He's kind of like a, um, Carl Sagan wannabe. I mean, <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know. Do, do you know? Have you heard much George Carlin? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, he he. Yeah, I mean, but but uh, he's usually right. He, I mean, he was right in the like. I don't know if I should say right, but but he, I mean, he 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 could take on any any intelligent person. I think he he was he was yeah. pretty pretty you know sharp. I guess you could say. Was he the atheist, like, so against religion that he'd always have these... Oh, no, that's... I'm thinking Martin Rees, I think. I don't know. Never but, mind. But he, he was against religion. Well, he, he was... Yeah, he was an he was an openly an atheist, but um, I don't know. I mean, he had, like, uh, the Ten Commandments. He really went after the Ten Commandments once. But, I mean, he, he overall... He just had kind of that modern view, like like a lot of people, that, you know, there's good things with Christianity, but, like, a lot of stupid things, too. Yeah. Yeah. And and so um I I don't I don't know, but yeah, he he definitely definitely took it. But it, um what was I going to say? I, so if you should check that one out because it is pretty funny. He he breaks down the 10 commandments into two things. <laughs> I don't know, let me see. Yeah. yeah. And I think the Carl Sagan thing, I guess that shouldn't have been against George Carlin. I was thinking of Martin Rees. So He's what another. what what do you mean by the Carl Sagan? Like Carl Sagan was kind of you know he was like, like a promotion promoter of the sciences and yeah yeah he's like yeah and then Martin Rees came along after and was trying to do the same thing that he already did but never got quite as uh, as famous as Carl Sagan. The 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 guy that I compared to Carl Sagan every once in a while is Neil Neil deGrasse Tyson. I think he's he's got uh, you know. Uh, uh, mass appeal somehow I've I've never heard of him uh he's he's like this um uh he he's the director of the uh New York City Planetarium he's an astrophysicist and he he shows up in the daily show a lot and Colbert report and he's I don't know he's just uh he's just a fun funny fun guy that's really smart and uh, is always promoting science and the the truth and facts and everything. 
<laughs> I yeah, I need to watch the Daily Show and Corp- the Corbett Report, but it's hard for me because like I agree with the stuff they're saying, but when they're pre- like when they're presenting the other side, like the other side's argument, that always makes me too angry, so I can't watch. It. <laughs> yeah, you know but, what I mean. Well, yeah, especially I've lived in the country long enough to know that like what what the conservative argument is usually a pretty good argument. It's just that. Um, there can be stupid people, and 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 of course the left, like uh, left leaning shows and everything will emphasize, you know, will blow up the stupid things, you know. Yeah. And they won't like take seriously the the um actual real arguments. Yeah, like most of the I work in a pretty blue collar area, and um, like no matter, <laughs> like they'll just. They won't have any sound argument on how Obama's bad, but like they'll just say, "Oh, he's the Antichrist" or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> like, um, yeah, yeah. They tried to. Say, they were like saying, like, um, you know, uh, is is Obamacare um, going to ruin this nation? And then then this person said, "Yes." Now, is the Affordable Care Act gonna gonna ruin this nation? And they're like, "No, actually, I agree on some of the things that that says." You know. <laughs> Did you know um, that there was the same thing? <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't. Know. I think. Obama, like any other president, when their presidency is over, they're kind of just gonna, he's just gonna go away. Like, you know what I mean? He's not gonna be. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, he'll be, he'll only be, I don't know how to say, it, but I mean, he's, he's doing a, I, there's some part of me that feels like, you know, like the president's, it's, it's just, it's a ride. They're like riding a wave. Half of it, it's not even them really. It's like they're a group of people all culminated together, working together. And, and so it's, 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 it's weird, you know, and he's just the guy on the pedestal, you know? Yeah. He's the one that he's like fronting the whole thing. Yeah. Kind of like the spokesman. Yeah. The spokesman of, of what are the white house affairs and everything. I mean, like, and he makes decisions, but for the most part, he's advised like to the nth degree about every decision he makes. So I'm sure like half the decisions are just, you know, but he is the person that assembled the group that advises him. So yeah, which so, was probably assembled by a whole bunch of other helpers, you know, with, him. Yeah. you know, I mean, it, you, you can't do all that shit by yourself, you know, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's naive to think that you could just blame it all on one person, but yet also I I do you know I mean ultimately he is a very very powerful person. He's the most powerful person in the land, you could say, but he's also very much a sum of the parts of the whole government. I kind of feel like he's the least powerful president that we've had in the recent few, like the recent uh, in recent times yeah, because like, he's like, just so. He's just so like everybody's so opposed. Like he's he can't do anything without opposition. <laughs> yeah, but like strong opposition. Like it's not even they don't like what he's doing. It's just like oh he's doing this, so we we can't support that. And yeah. then they fight oh, everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean that's the other thing. It's so hard. He's trying to be completely polite. I mean, um, uh, Bill Maher says this all the time. He's the Jackie Robinson Robinson of you know presidents. He's the first. So so like he has to be more than perfect you know he has to be so so nice all the time so that he you know that no one can like say anything you know mm-hmm. like no one can make a judgment about about all the future situations upon you so, so you got to be better than you know just even become the president as a as a black man you know was is, is just how perfect you had to be in comparison 
and you know it's like taking it's like being one step behind from the beginning and he accomplished that and yeah and so he had to be more like i don't know if it's perfect i mean no one can be perfect obviously they're they're doing all they can to to rip in the shreds and he's done a lot of things that weren't perfect but but uh and and he has a hard time but basically anytime he shows assertion it's just like you know the whiplash the the craziness that happens you know and so he just has to be kind of he has to put up with it i guess you could say he has he just has to spend his whole presidency kind of slugging along um and and really the only progress he makes is when the other side when people start seeing how sick some of the other sides like uh um how how they're being sometimes you know just just yeah yeah, i don't know i long story short (laughs) short you know, it's it's basically just yeah he can't get anything done, um, because the opposition is 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 like fiercely against him, you know, just for him being him. Yeah, like I don't even know how many times uh, Obamacare has been like some brought, kind of vote has gone Supreme, up against brought to yeah. the Supreme Court. I think it was nineteen times, or how many votes they had against it in the Congress. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and and um, you know, they were comparing it to like uh, Romney Care in, in Massachusetts, and they're saying how it, it all, you know, he had almost unanimous, and uh, and they were like, yeah, but you were like in a majority Democratic Congress, you know, or or how you know state Senate or whatever, and so like you don't really, you can't really compare the two. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just, I mean, what we ended up with was it's crazy. You know, we ended up with the Republican health care plan and uh, and um, and we had most like almost 50 percent opposition from the Republicans. So you're saying that Obamacare was uh, modeled on Romney care in Massachusetts? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's 100 percent modeled after that. And it was uh, so if go ahead. If Romney was elected instead of Obama in the second term, we probably have the same exact thing that well, <laughs> Republicans the, would be pushing through Congress. <laughs> exactly, and and the thing is, um, uh, he he when he was campaigning, he had to get around that, and so for president, and so he uh, he said something like, "It works for state, but it don't work for the country," you know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I completely agree with Obamacare, like, but I haven't really done I, enough research. I don't. I don't necessarily like it. I mean, most of the people that I mean, they basically we put up with what it is because it was a compromise. You know, it was yeah. it was a compromise to get it done, and we all. I mean, we were just happy to get it done. I guess something done about healthcare, and so the things that are coming fourth because of it are pretty good like for instance now pre-existing conditions is gone like for instance um for some people like the process of getting health insurance was like such a bear because you had to like say any past problem you ever had before you know yeah and then and now you still have to give some information but you basically you don't have to give hardly any medical information because there's no there's no denying anyone now. So yeah. that, that in itself is something that needs to be, you know, that needs, needs to exist. And so, so that was like the biggest thing and that has been accomplished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, like I just, I don't feel like having the government doing it 
is the best way to go about it because the government's so inefficient at running stuff like this. But we don't live in a world where like it could be run by the community like the way I feel like it should be. Yeah, I mean it. It got to. It's like um, it just snowballed. You know, it's 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 too out of control where it is now. You know, the private markets. Yeah. It. it uh, you know, like like the prices of of healthcare bills went up because of insurance and because of insurance the you know that went up you know like they they both brought each other up they just yeah yeah and and to the point you know artificially basically uh to the point where it's it's just ridiculous especially when once we started doing medicare where like there was just like bureaucratic rules that you had to give this procedure no matter what and so medicare is like prices are out of control because we're giving people cat scans when they don't really need a cat scan you know yeah it's probably like the doctor's like well you don't really need all these tests but insurance is going to pay for it yeah, so insurance going to pay for it so so might as well and, and yeah that, and so, paid. someone pays for it you know in the end so, someone's going to pay for it yeah yeah we all do <laughs> we, all, we all do and, and so it's it's such a slight you know it's like um it's like the boiling frog you know uh, like slowly boiling you know and it doesn't even realize it's happening because it's so slow i don't know if you ever heard that yeah i know like yeah i know the general concept i guess <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and that that's kind of what happened with healthcare but now it's just it's so ridiculous cuz it never stops it never stops it's just going out of control the boiling frog oh dear <laughs> um so but uh what was i gonna say um so yeah that that's that's part of the reason why obamacare is good but everyone what they really wanted was uh the public option that that was like the would have been the ideal democratic plan like you can opt out instead of this uh tax thing if you don't have insurance you get it's not a um well no the public option is um is that there would be a government insurance that would that would you could you could buy if you wanted and yeah you could it, opt out it would be cheap want. cheap cheaper than anything else and and it would help bring competition to to bring rates down which would be better because is it now set up that people like i think it that would that would have been better yeah yeah and i mean <laughs> it, it it definitely seems like it and it was just frustrating to see how that that quickly was seen to be a dead in the water with the Congress. Even though we had a majority in the Senate, like you needed a 60 vote thing. I, that always kind of annoyed me. I was like, where did this whole 60 vote thing start happening? I, I know there's something back in like middle school that I learned about why you needed the 60, 40 majority for certain things. Is that the super majority or whatever? Yeah, but that was so annoying. You know, that that's it's so annoying how they they use that to to block it. <laughs> There's that, some music on the background. Yeah, that's what happened. You know, that, I mean, I don't know if you heard that that um, that uh, we lost a senator um, up in of Massachusetts, and then we ended up. Somehow, I bet you, I bet you the candidate was like bought out, but somehow a Republican won in Massachusetts, and so so like midway through we we lost a sixty majority during Obamacare, and then they had to water it down somewhere. Yeah, so so because of that one person lost, they had a way to fight fight the you know the probably the better health care plan. 
Anyways, enough politics. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. You know, um, I th- I've been trying to like keep keep these a little bit more under control. So so I I would warn you that we will probably like go into one other thing and then then maybe we'll call it a night. But I mean it's it's so fun you know like um it it's been a while. Uh, we were talking about frisbee golf. Maybe we could talk <laughs> yeah. talk about that. That that's pretty fun. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's it's growing, but for some reason New York State it hasn't really branched into as much i think new york state has the least number of uh frisbee golf uh courses per capita or something like that really i i actually heard that it started in new york really yeah like rochester is one of the oldest uh frisbee golf areas that sound that makes sense i mean they got like seven or eight courses i probably more than that now oh yeah yeah and and they got they got a pretty nice um uh league and everything you know the um, uh whatever you call it a club yeah i actually went to a an ace race up in rochester in, yeah uh, it was october so so man well let, let's let's explain frisbee golf to anyone that hasn't done it um it's pretty simple it's just it's pretty much the same as golf but instead of clubs and a ball you get you have discs yeah frisbees and and these frisbees are not like your normal frisbees. They're they're like like you know professional, yeah, calibrated for for long distances. You know they're smaller, heavier discs, smaller rims. And there's probably like there's there's like ten different makers of. There's probably more than that, but ten major makers of frisb discs. And there's probably uh, I don't know, like maybe even thousands variations of discs for different uses, like putting. Driving mid-range shots. Yep, yep, yeah, and it's pretty cool. They're 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 you know they're cool feeling. They're kind of like a thick rubber, kind of more rubbery than plasticky, and uh, um, they, I don't know. They're just they're just neat. They're they're once you get throwing throwing them pretty good. You know they're they're pretty fun to play with. You know you some some do certain things, others do others. You know, uh, some will will drive more. Some will some are more for accuracy and whatnot. And some are yeah. wider and some are heavier. It's it's really cool. And so the other thing is like it's like basically they put them in scenic areas with woods. Like that's one of the fun things is frisbee golf will go into the woods a lot. And yeah. I enjoy that. It's like going through the trails and everything. It's it's like forcing you to go through the trails, but like like with a purpose. Yeah, it's like having a scenic hike, but there's more to it. You're actually doing something besides hiking. And and you can do it in a relatively small area because it's just like kind of like you could just do zigzags. You know, go straight and then go back, go straight back, or back and forth, yeah. back and forth. So so basically, you just cover the whole. You know, you cover a lot of the park too, or a lot of the forest. SUNY Geneseo actually has a course on their on their campus, which is pretty pretty cool. SUNY Geneseo, the Harvard of SUNY schools. <laughs> we we went to oh, Potsdam, yeah. so you know, everyone that listened to this uh, went to Potsdam, and uh, I just think that that's funny. I mean, our, ours we would never say that ours was the Harvard, <laughs> but I mean, it, we we all I think love Potsdam, but uh, but it was definitely uh, you know. We it was it was an easy easy um school to kind of pick on. Yeah, I could see that. A couple times went up there. It was seemed like a cool place. Yeah, but almost seemed like a barren, like it's yeah, so yeah, cold. A barren there. wasteland. The cold. <laughs> the, the architecture was kind of all brick and like kind yeah. of blah. 
But it was a cool town. I just remember your one dorm you were staying in. I don't know if anybody cleaned like the, the dorm, but it was it was like the whole building was kind of disgusting. Like just yeah, just dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I think you you went to Knowles. I think that, and that 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 did have some floors. I think we went to, to like the top floor with the suites, and yeah, there were some floors that were pretty pretty disgusting. I remember like we we were up there for like four days, and we just lived off um, bean burritos. Bean burritos from Save a Lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, they were like a buck a piece, and and we, we just put a slice of cheese on them and put them in the microwave. And yeah, and I was like, I could live off this. I was like at some that naive age where I actually thought that like you ju- you found one food that could you know that was really cheap and and uh, and it wasn't gonna act you know there wasn't gonna any be any detriments long term. I bet you that that's probably better than ramen noodles though. Or... Yeah, it's, it's probably better than ramen noodles, but, you know, those burritos were, like, the most processed, terrible stuff <laughs> ever. <laughs> I mean, but they, they were, were delicious. They were delicious. I Don't get me wrong. They When you put them in a minute or probably a minute and a half in the microwave, they were delicious. Very quick, very easy. But, man, were they you're thinking about it now? Like, I could just imagine this, the shits I would get from eating those too long. <laughs> I probably did get them when I was young. I just didn't even, I mean, we, we were so energetic, you know, we were probably running all over the place, you know, but you know, it's funny. Like you say that, and there's three of us up there that were eating them and yeah. you know, each person, this might be kind of childish, but they have like their own individual fart smell. But like towards the end of the week, we all had the same smell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we all had the same shitty diet. <laughs> uh, that's funny, and you guys, you guys caught on to my milk diet too. Uh, you guys started drinking whole milk along with me. I just imagine those burritos and whole milk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had I couldn't touch milk because I was lactose intolerant. Oh so yeah, Caleb yeah. definitely Ka- got Caleb, into it. Yeah, Caleb got into the whole milk. Yeah, and it and it is so. I mean, I would still be on it if it weren't for the fact that you know what it does to me. I I am, but don't you, know. you get milk from the farm? Um. Yeah, we do. I mean, I. What I what I mean more like I I still do drink whole milk, but I don't drink it like I used to. I used to you like, don't try to do the the one gallon in one hour challenge. Yeah, yeah, I actually tried that once. Did you try that ever? No, I would die. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. You said you have lactose intolerance. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I actually put myself in the hospital once by uh, eating a whole che- cheesecake from Walmart in one day. <laughs> oh God, because of your lactose intolerance, huh? Yeah, it just yeah, it wasn't good. Um. Yeah. So yeah, when I when I I drank the bot, oh, I think I got, I think I was like doing it like in quarters. I don't know, but I can't remember how fast you have to do it in an hour. I think. Yeah. <laughs> and so like I got through like three quarters of it within a half hour, and I remember like my belly had never been so extended as as it been then, like like I I was. I don't think I was like if I were drinking water that fast, it would just start making me pee. I would just start peeing mm-hmm. like crazy, but I wasn't peeing. Like I was just my belly just started getting bigger, and I wasn't <laughs> drinking anymore. It just started getting bigger and bigger. I was like, whoa, you know. It's probably fermenting in your stomach. Yeah, and like... <laughs> I don't know. Something was happening, but it got to the point where I was like, I, you know, I was about to throw up just because. I had too much, like I couldn't literally could not fit anything else in my stomach. Like it was like, it wasn't throw up like sick throw up. It was like throw up just because the space was gone. The pressure build up. <laughs> the pressure. Yeah. And so, so I, but I didn't throw up, but I just, there, it was literally impossible for me to swallow anymore. 
oh, yeah. that doesn't sound like fun. <laughs> That's like, you know, that was like, uh, how would you, like, um, three quarters of a gallon. Like, there's eight cups in a quarter. So, so that would have been, like, the equivalent of doing, like, 24 cups of milk mm. <laughs> in, in a half hour. Uh, but it was so good. I remember when I first start, started, I was just chugging it. I was, I got, I probably chugged through the first quarter. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> you're just loving it. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, bad idea. Uh, yeah. It was, it was definitely an after effect when it started going wrong. Was that a time when you had your Sony camera? So you're probably filming it. I, th- I actually think I did. It was a Samsung camera actually. Oh, Samsung. Yeah. Speak- it, speaking of those Koreans. Was it? Was it digital, or did it have tapes? It had tapes, but it was like digital on tape, wasn't it? Like, oh, it yeah. It was uh, DV. Yeah. I remember when you first got that, and like all of a sudden I got this email, and it was just a picture of smashed grapes on the road, and like that was one of the first pictures that you took <laughs> yeah, with your like camera. Yeah, it was like all artistic. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, yeah, it was um yeah, I remember because I, I, I do remember taking that because it had an autofocus on it. Or not an autofocus, a manual focus. And so that was a big deal and so I was able to get really, really close up to stuff and I, I like took these like Uber detailed pictures of like a grape really close up smashed. I think I was just trying to be artistic, like some girls like dropped a bag and I was like, Wait, don't put it in the garbage. I gotta take a picture of this. <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can find it in my email. Oh man, oh, there's no way you find that. I, I I remember that. I I also got like a picture of like this cricket that was like or a grasshopper that was like the size of a head of a pen. It was like super tiny. <laughs> you know where I got that? I was sitting on my computer and I was in the closet on that one, the house, I mean the apartment on Centerville Road, the oh, okay. closet that you. That you lived in for a while. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It's house in Centerville. That, the apartment building. Oh, Jesus Christ. You were working at Presolite. Yes, that's right. I, I don't even remember why I lived there for a while. Because you just wanted to get away from, I don't know, you just wanted to like branch out and you were working at Presolite and living there. Yeah. And then we're like, this place is too small for, we were, me and Jen were just like married maybe six months we had noel yeah I'm like this isn't working <laughs> yeah yeah i i remember like and i was totally fine with that I, it was like totally like just a temporary thing like i, I don't did i even like move much in i just i just you had, had like, a bed in your computer pretty much yeah yeah it was just like yeah as, as quick as one car trip to get out of there oh boy but yeah, that, I remember that was that, I remember that was no big deal. But I I also remember that that was like a a big moment for us. I remember that. I I don't know if you care, but like I we don't have actually it'd be way too big to talk about. But that was like the big point where see we we were younger. Um, the the guys talk about when they were in Potsdam when they were freshmen. They used to like go. They were like hyper crazy and they'd always be like doing like kind of like like quasi sexual stuff, you know, all the time. <laughs> You know, like like going towards each other's crotches and like like bumping each other and kind of doing doing silly things, and and I totally know that kind of thing. But but we used to do that when we were like in high school, you know you know what I mean. We were just like we just be goofy all the time, just pushing the limits. Yeah, pushing the limits of being goofy and kind of gay and kind of I I don't know what whatever you want to call it, and um, 
And so I just remember there was some point, and I remember that it was when I was living with you for a little while, um, that that I was like, man, why don't we talk seriously ever? <laughs> <laughs> and, I remember, oh, and I remember that was like a huge thing for you because, like, I remember you just like you were like, like you were kind of insulted by it, and I remember like. I, like it basically from then on we were never goofy anymore <laughs> no we were because i remember you i took you to alfred one day and you're like trying to make everybody there think that we were we were partners oh yeah well that that's kind of silly like like when we're at grocery stores like like people just get the vibe that we're gay gay relationships we're so because we were so comfortable with each other <laughs> yeah we were so we were just going and buying groceries you know like like homely groceries at the store together two men like Oh no, Jill, we don't need that. We already have some of that at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. But but still, you know, do you know what I'm talking about? Like like yeah. when I said that and and I do, I do remember like it was like like we just all of a sudden started getting a lot more serious. <laughs> and and it was like I didn't mean it to be like, okay, now let's be serious forever, but it ended up kind of turning into that. But you're forgetting one thing though, Jill. One special thing that we shared a couple of years later. Did we did we sleep in the same bed? No, it was I we we actually did bunk one time in the same bed. I don't I don't know if you care. That was cared. High school, though. What that was that was that in high school? When I can't yeah, I, I, it was probably a couple times. I'm probably just thinking of one time. Yeah, I I don't and I, I actually I slept in the same bed with Chris too. He's one of the listeners, and it's like I have no problem with it. It's kind of like a European thing to do, and you know, to two two men being able to sleep in the same bed is no big deal. You know, if they got a, yeah. a big bed, I mean, why as well not have someone sleep on the floor? I mean, what the you heck? had the waterbed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but what were you gonna talk say? The time on Count's House Road when Caleb was over and we're playing settlers. Uh, on which house? <laughs> we shared that. The greenhouse on Count's House Road. Oh yeah, we kissed. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We had a little smooch. <laughs> it was kind of like a dare, like I dare you, you know. Yeah, yeah. I give you a kiss. I give you a peck right in the face, uh, right, right in the lips. Caleb didn't like that very much. He, he. Oh yeah, he didn't participate, did he? No, he ran. Oh yeah, there was one time when we um, also when we were camping in the woods that we all ran naked around around you know the, the, the just just place. a lap. We just went a lap around. Yeah, it was really creepy, and we we like stripped down naked and just ran a little lap around and and came back, you know, and then then dived right back into the sleeping bag or whatever. But it, it you know that that's a little more a little less gay. I think it's, it's just like Iduria, whatever. That's just like you're in a scary spot and you never feel like as vulnerable as when you're completely naked. Exactly, just <laughs> testing that. But that yeah, that I just was came another... and heard that one sentence. <laughs> What are we getting into? Yeah, yeah. I actually, I've kissed, I've kissed my brother before. You know, I've, I've had, I've had a few po- moments. I kissed um, they, uh, a couple guys might know this, this guy, Jean Paul. I, I kissed Jean Paul Brabant for a dare. Mike Winkler. He's the, the hot sauce guy. Like, I mean the, the good banana. That guy. Oh no, that was that was uh, Mike Winkler. Mike Winkler was there. He was one of our friends of of that group. Mike Winkler and I. Uh, but I I love John Paul. He was he was awesome. And and yeah, we we it was for a dare and and um yeah. I mean it was it, once it, that was the first time I think. And he actually had mono. That was that was the, the hilarious Ooh. part. At my first kiss with a boy, and uh, he had mono. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I wasn't your first. I don't think so. I think you you were like second. 
Sec- second or third? Uh, I went all this time thinking I was the first. And, and you know, have you seen Saturday Night Live lately? I mean, like, it's totally become like a, it's not a big deal thing. Just like girls kissing girls. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, maybe we're ahead of our time or something. Or, or <laughs> we're right right on time. We're trendsetters, man. Yeah. Metrosexuals, that's what, yeah. <laughs> not not at all. I mean, if, if you, we are like the most, like, like you know, non-feminine, in some ways, like the least non-feminine of people. But yet we, it's still like, it's funny how we, I don't know, it's kind of hard. Like, I what, think we're just immature and... We didn't know how to deal with... Yeah, our feelings or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> our, our, our tinglings inside. Oh, whoa. Uh, yeah. Yo, man, that uh, this has been lots of fun. Um, so, I, I don't know. Is there anything else you, you're dying to talk about? Or do you think that'd be that'd be a good way, place to head off um, boys kissing boys? <laughs> Probably the best of things to leave off on all right well um i I don't know if you've listened to much but the the name is finding the flow so uh so if if you're good i'm good i'm good all right so uh if you if you'd like to say sign off it's finding the flow with joel can i just say one thing oh yeah yeah yeah. i was was almost wondering if i should just do what i did to you at your radio station what'd you do when I sat in on you and you're like saying, oh, yeah, my friend Justin's here and I just didn't talk. I was trying to make them think like I wasn't actually there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, there, there was a few points, I think, where the Internet wasn't working on this. And I was like, what is Justin doing? I feel like I'm, I'm talking by myself. <laughs> All right. Um, so no, what's this uh, exit? Yeah, it's fi- finding the flow with Joel. I mean, you could just you could just say finding the flow, signing off or whatever, or you could All say right. say see you later, Joel, or something. I don't know. Just just <laughs> okay. say gu- say just say goodbye with the final goodbye. All right. Well, yeah, I'll see you later, Joel. It's been good talking. All right, it's been good talking to you. We'll we'll catch up again later sometime. <laughs> All right. All right. See ya. See ya. There we go. Ah, the beautiful, beautiful sounds. Filling the air like you don't care. Ah. Uh.